Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Bob Stauffer joining you from Montreal. This is Oilers Now. And you can text us at any time in the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Just before we go to Frank Cerevalli, um... Let's go to some texts on whether or not Corey Perry would make sense for the Edmonton Oilers. And, boy, you guys jumped in quickly on this one. On the Ashley Fine Floors text line, Dan says, Bob, Perry would likely assist if he doesn't go sideways and uh, cost due to his temperament. More importantly, is he a cultural fit or would he be disruptive in the room? Would he have a positive impact? Um, well, time time will tell. Bob, what, what right shot player would be moved line uh, line wise in order to make room for Corey Perry if he's the third or fourth liner? Unless he'd be a floater, I'd bring him in though. Uh, that's just me coaching from the couch from Dan in Sangudo. Uh, this text comes in from. And it says, uh, we found our solution to a problem. Bouchard's been making way too many mistakes lately. Oh, no, no, that's not it. And Bouchard's been fine. This, it's an updated text. Bob, Corey Perry for league minimum would be fantastic for this team. Patrick from RD County says, Corey Perry is exactly what any team is looking to make a deep run. Well, it's good teams that are going to get him. I mean, he's been totally sanctioned to return by the National Hockey League. Rob says, yes, Bob, sign Corey Perry for the league minimum. Uh, no more. Darren says Bob Perry is a yes. Darcy says uh, absolutely on Corey Perry. And again, there's more texts coming in. You can text us 780-496-0063. Well, I always hated him, says uh, Daniel in Sylvan Lake. But come playoff time, we could use some more nasty and veteran presence. So I say a hard uh, yes. And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, I, I'd say that's pretty much uh, unanimous in terms of the early rack of textures. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob Stoffer joining you from Montreal. We're guests on the show. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. You can tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that orders now sent you. Uh, let me know, is the package arrived, Kellen? We good to go? Oh, we're ready to go, Bob. All right, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, but not before we tell you that Frank Cervelli's appearances are brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. And for the safety of the equine athletes and racing participants, live racing at Century Mile this Friday and Saturday has been canceled. Stay warm, everybody. Hello, Frank. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How many teams are in on Corey Perry? 
I don't, I think it's a little early to handicap how many teams. I think there's definitely going to be no shortage of interest though. And I, I'd expect the Oilers to be one of those teams that at least inquires to have a deeper conversation. And for all the reasons your texters just mentioned, he makes so much sense for any team that's in contender mode, which clearly the Oilers are. I have no question about his ability to fit. I have no question about his character. And I think it would be a really interesting uh, addition. I always find it interesting when people make judgments on character, unless they personally witness it themselves. You know what I mean? I How would they know? know Corey Perry you know I mean? really well, and I'd be willing to give a stamp of approval. Well, there you go. That's boy, we're having problems in the hotel here today. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, it's... it feels criminal to have you uh, to have you in your hotel room a Friday night in Montreal. What's better than that? Yeah, well, we're going to make a count after 9 o'clock tonight. I have an event to go to, so I will be at that one at 9 uh, with some of our Oilers now road trippers as they've made their way. And they, as it turned out, they were delayed on their flight coming in, which is not a surprise given the extreme uh, cold. So you have no concerns. Like, I've heard rumors that Toronto would be in on Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. Basically, any team that's going for it, would, I think, would look at Perry and his ability. Uh, I know that uh, Wood guy, Darcy McLeod, did an extreme extensive tweet yesterday that basically suggested that Corey Perry has really good analytics as he's been moved down the lineup because he's always been uh, you know a top six guy but for the last three or four years in the league he hasn't been that player um, now two years ago with Florida or sorry with Tampa Bay 19 goals and 40 points in 82 games that actually is second line numbers and he was not a second line player for Tampa in 66 penalty minutes last year at the Lightning you know 12 goals and 25 points 95 pims albeit a minus 28 in tampa went sideways for him 5v5 um but this year in chicago he was very good before you know whatever happened happened that resulted in the termination of his contract yeah he's not a 30 goal scorer he's been several years removed from that but the one thing about Corey perry is he brings you compensatory offense and when tampa bay uh, who won the Stanley, uh, when they lost in the Stanley Cup final to Colorado? He had six goals and 11 points that playoff run in 23 games, Frank. Like, he was a productive player for them. Even last year, as they got bounced by the Leafs, he had two goals and five points in six playoff games. This guy contributes offensively, doesn't he? He does, and playing in three straight Stanley Cup finals on the losing end, I think, has kept him pretty hungry. I mean, the compete is there. He's one of those guys that is an absolute gamer. And I'd have to go back and check my notes to be 100% sure. I know that he didn't make it to market last year because the Blackhawks traded a late-round pick to get exclusive negotiating rights with Perry. But I think in the maybe a couple previous years, the Oilers had expressed interest when he made it to market. And so... I, I don't quote me on that, but I, I have to check my notes. I think they would be on the list of teams that have already been interested in the Ken Holland era. Well, I think the orders have to get bigger in the bottom six and faster. Perry ain't going to make you faster, but he's got gamesmanship, and he certainly would, would you know. And, not, and again, he might not I'm necessarily not, be bigger, but he'll 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 stick you in the mouth. He plays big. That's the same he, impact. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that. All right, look, we've not had you on since this came down. What the heck happened in Philadelphia with Cutter Gauthier? What can you tell us there? 
Yeah, it seems like there's, at least according to Cutter Gauthier in his own words, that a couple had things had transpired that spiraled him into a place where he felt like he couldn't play for the organization. And I think perhaps more than anything, what's most disappointing, just from a Philadelphia Flyers perspective, is the fact that he wasn't willing to engage in any sort of conversation. Tell, like, tell us what you're thinking. Why do you feel this way? To, to basically lay it at the feet of your agent after the Flyers sent multiple envoys physically to try and meet with him and talk to him, and they, he denied the request every time. I, I think more than anything, that shows not just disrespect, but a lack of maturity. That, you know, you're 20-some you're years old, and you're trying to, you know, eventually get to the NHL, it's a man's league. Uh, uh, you put your big boy pants on. Like time, time to face someone across the table. And even if you're delivering bad news that you don't want to play there, which is your right, step up and have the conversation. And the fact that that never happened, I think it speaks to. And this, I don't want to give all young players a bad name, but it speaks to the changing dynamic that we're seeing in today's pro sports world. There's a lot of teenagers that are coming up that feel entitled and feel like, you know, it's their right to play in the NHL when the Flyers had made a decision last year that it didn't really make sense for after his college hockey season to turn pro and burn the first year of his entry-level deal, which I think is what started this fire. And it, it ends up with a really unfortunate situation, I think, for everyone involved. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it isn't pretty. I mean, look, we have a thing called NIL and, you know, the portal in NCAA football, which has changed the dynamic there as well, immensely. Look, my cousin coaches college hockey in the U.S., and and they have the same portal issue that they're dealing in the hockey side. Like, you know, you wake up one day and all of a sudden a kid says, hey, I don't want to be here anymore, and you have to let him walk after you've committed not just all this time but actual resources to – having him be part of your team, especially if you're a lower-end Division One team, you've got guys walking to better teams every year. And fortunately for them, it works both ways because some of the top teams, if you're not playing a lot, they're looking to move to some different teams. We saw Isaac Howard, a star for the U.S. at World Junior. He leaves Minnesota Duluth, goes to Michigan State. Like, it's happening all the time. And in some ways, I think that's healthy. Like, I, I don't know that everyone should be you know, stuck in a place that they don't want to be in. 
but at the same time you choose to be an NHL player this is how the draft works he's not the first person to not want to play in a place that he's drafted but after telling them he was built to be a flyer to have that change of heart I think is probably what really hurts the team more than anything. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that's interesting is so Cutter Goche goes to Anaheim, and Anaheim's sitting there with Mason McTavish, who I love. They got Leo Carlson, LA of Goche. I mean, those are three great young building block top six forwards. And I just look at the Ducks and Zegras out with a busted ankle here. I'm not a big Zegras guy. And I'm wondering whether or not he actually ends up getting moved out of Anaheim because he was inherited uh, inherited by Patty Verbeek. I don't know if he's a Patty Verbeek guy either, my man. I, I don't. I don't think he is, and that, there's a reason why he was number four on my trade targets board, which came out unfortunately the day that he was injured. Tough week for Trevor Zegers. One of his best friends gets traded, and Jamie Drysdale. He ends up on my trade targets board. And then he gets hurt and is out six to eight weeks. So uh, that's tough. But I think you're right in your assessment. A lot of you know people around the league view Jamie Dr- or uh, Trevor Zegers as a a one-dimensional player, and he's incredibly talented and creative. There's no question about that. But I think you know in the long-term vision that Pat Verbeek has for the style that the Anaheim Ducks are going to play, I'm I'm just not convinced that he meshes with that group. Frank Cervelli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. A reminder, no live racing this weekend, Friday and Saturday at Century Mile due to the extreme cold. Elvis Merzlichkins, we've talked about him in the past. He is represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson. What happened today in Columbus, Frank? It seems like it's kind of been building to this for a while. Um... They had Daniel Tarasov take the bulk of the games for a while, 10-plus days to start the new year, and there were kind of questions building what's happening with Elvis Merzlikens. I think they would probably, you know, he wants, it's clear to me that he wants a change of scenery. He says that the Blue Jackets are going to grant him that. I think the tougher part is how are they going to get someone interested to take him? It's not that he's not a talented guy. It's just that with what he has left on his contract at a time when there's been a sea change in how teams view and pay goalies, three more seasons after this one at 5.4, that's that's a big commitment when you're seeing a lot of teams realize that you can pay someone a million and a half or two million bucks and get a lot of the same that you can get from someone that you're paying five or six. And with cap space being at such a premium, I think that's, you know, it's it's the story of, of this season. Now, his numbers this year are pretty good. Last year, he had a tough year. For the most part, he's been well north of a 900 goalie in the NHL. At 29, he's right in the heart of his career. Who steps up? That's the big question. We're joined by Frank Saravalli for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Frank, there's another goaltender out there that's got three years left in the fives. It's Jack Campbell. There's another guy uh, down Highway 2 from you guys that has a couple years left at six that could be in the mix, yeah. too. It's interesting. Is Jarmo Kaikalina, how much longer rope does he have? Uh... 
Not very long. I would say shorter than a dog's leash. Really? Yeah, I wondered whether or not he's even going to be the guy that's going to be making the decision on this. I mean, that organization does not seem to be able to gain any traction at all. They've had a little bit of bad luck, too, along the way. So who who is uh, leading the... You make your luck. You make your luck in today's NHL. Sure. Everything is by, by method, by plan, by design. And that's the one thing that the Blue Jackets are lacking. I, I, I wrote my Eastern Conference trade deadline objectives. You know what it is for the Columbus Blue Jackets? How about you come up with a cohesive plan? Because they have none. In a year in which they were supposed to be competitive, they made big transactions again. Severson, Provorov. And you run David Juracek, one of your top prospects, into the ground, playing him 8, 10, 12 minutes a night while scrubs that are on the, the trade heap, the scrap heap, are, are playing 20? Like, help me, help it make sense. Who are, are you referring to the likes of Boquist and Bean and guys like that? Peak? Yeah. Yeah. Guys that no one even wants to take. You're playing them 20 minutes a night and you're playing. You know, some would say a top 10, top 15 prospect in the entire game before he sort of transitions to being a full-time NHL player. And that's that's your solution? Like, the development path of Cole Sillinger? I mean, go, go up and down their lineup. What's happened with Fantilli and where he's played in the lineup? Ken Johnson starting the year in the minors or as a healthy scratch? Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand what they're doing. Well, I think that's a fair assessment. So who do you have in the top three spots on your uh, – uh, and by the way, it's way down on the Daily Faceoff website. I can't find it right now. It's but actually you have in the, the top. top of the it's list? at the very top on the menu bar. It says trade targets. Well, I'm not the smartest man now. I, oh, there it is. Okay. Now I know where it is. Uh, on the Daily Faceoff, dailyfaceoff.com, Frank Cervelli. All right. Uh, so let's go through the guys that you have at the top of the chart including Elias Lindholm from Calgary. I think they're in a bit of a wait-and-see mode, not in terms of will they move him. It's they're just waiting for someone to step up and and really talk turkey with them for a price that they feel makes sense for someone that I view as a top-flight number two center in the, in the league. His production offensively is down. That's also not that abnormal for him in his career if you look – at his numbers and metrics. Yes. He's hot and cold at times, and some people were surprised that he was this team's all-star this year. Still a really good player that is still going to command uh, not just a big trade return, but command a pretty decent contract this summer, too. People were thinking he's not re-signing in Calgary for less than $9 bucks. Let me tell you, that number has changed. It's gone down. It should have gone down this year, and... and I don't think he's going to get that much on the open market, but it's still going to be pretty expensive. You have the Montreal Canadian Sean Monaghan listed number two. We got George LaRock and Eric Engels coming up right after you. I'm going to be intrigued to see how Monaghan looks tomorrow. I'm not the only one. Uh, tell me about this player. I think he's the ideal third-line center on a Stanley Cup contending team. Producing at just about a 50-point pace, really smart defensively conscientious hasn't moved as well the last couple years as you might expect but still certainly moves well enough and better than what the oilers have in their bottom six um 
a, a team guy that's really well liked and as someone who's battled through a lot of adversity in his career and is grateful and appreciates the spot that he's been let me tell you a little bit about his injury you know the injury history everyone knows about but in his contract this year he had a fifteen thousand dollar bonus in place to hit 26 games and you'd say oh well 26 games what does that matter and fifteen thousand bucks for an nhl player who's made a ton of money in his career who cares well it was actually a carrot at the end of the stick that they designed to have him play one more game than he played last year a little goal in mind hey fifteen thousand bucks buy yourself a little something nice for all the work that you've put in to work your way back from what's been a really tough road the last few years Frank, awesome stuff. Love having you on the show. We'll hook up on Monday uh, when we're back in Edmonton getting ready for the Oilers and the NHL's most important organization, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, most important, it would be self-proclaimed. There you have it. Thanks, Frank. See you, Bob. Enjoy Montreal. Yes, 5.52 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. To the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Sam Gagne um, took a little bit of a headshot a couple, geez, it would have been late, uh, just before Christmas in December. Uh, hasn't been able to get back in the lineups. Philip Camp right now is the Oilers' extra forward as Edmonton gets ready to play with the Canadians. The Canadians will not have Kirby Dock. Fort Saskatchewan product uh, unfortunately missed all but two games this season due to a torn M and ACL. We're still cheering for him, and I wouldn't bet against them uh, making a, a big step forward next season. Alex Newhook is out with a lower body injury. Tanner Pearson, who's a pending UFA, has an upper body challenge. And Christian Dvorak has a pectoral injury. So it's about $15 million out of the Canadians lineup, and they don't have a lot of scoring depth beyond their first line. As we bring in uh, Brendan Escott at this time back at the 630 Chad Studios in Edmonton. Again, that's the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. Brennan, uh, Corey Perry, what do you think? It's not even about the goal scoring with Perry or, or what he might provide offensively. 38 years old now, seasoned, been everywhere and back at this point in the NHL and in the playoffs. And I'm not sure what greater need this team could have outside of, you know, the, the defense, maybe. Uh, put, it, put it this way. I won't, I won't make it that big an issue, but to say that he's available at this time, I would put him near the top of uh, where they should be sniffing around. I love the idea. You love the idea. You got no concerns at all. I mean, the guy's played forever in the league. Um, I, I know some people, again, unless you're there, like we still don't know really 100% what happened. He terminated the deal willingly, and the league has no issues with him carrying forward. I, like To me, you got to at least investigate the possibility. And, and frankly, given the context of the Edmonton Oilers, makes a lot of sense from Edmonton's perspective. It is 558 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias and hook up with George LaRock for Conlon Motorsports when we return.